Someone asks, how do you change emotions and do less social? This question is weird because the, like doing less social is not a mainstream use of English. Um, it makes it sound like they're familiar with some of my ideas about social interaction. But if they're already familiar with that stuff, then they already have the answer to their question. They already know what I think about that. At which point it would be perfectly reasonable to ask a follow-up question um, on a particular point, like to go into more depth on something. But this question is like, you know, from the beginning, how do you deal with this topic from a person who seems to already know from the beginning how I begin dealing with the topic? And they, they haven't told me in any way um, what they find inadequate about the information they already have. But anyways, uh, I have a bunch of other things to say about it. So let's focus on emotions first. So the question, how do you change emotions? So how do you analyze a question like this? The answer is really, really simple in broad enough terms. Use reason to solve the problem, answer all your questions, and so on. Whatever your problems are, whatever the issues are, use reason. That's the answer. So. Presumably, that's not what they want to hear. They already know that. And presumably, they don't want advice on how to use reason or how reason works or something like that. Because if they wanted that, they would have asked a question about reason, not about emotions. So when they ask about emotions, the implication is that they're, they already know um, use reason and they already have an idea of how to use reason. And they somewhere along the lines of applying reason to this particular topic, they had some sort of problem, some difficulty. They got stuck in some way, um, or they're just unsatisfied in some way. And that is a hard question to answer because I got absolutely zero information about what they're stuck on. What was the problem they had? Why are they asking this question? What's the difficulty? They're not giving me any information about like how they tried to use reason to deal with emotions. Um, they're not telling me anything about how long, how far along they are. Like, are, are they at the very beginning and they basically never got started and they're asking me because they didn't really feel like thinking about it and they're hoping that I'll make it easy for them? That's the thing people do. But it could be completely different. Maybe they're an expert on this. They know, like, a ton about it. But, um, you know, they'd like to know more, so they're hoping that I'll have some, like, really advanced, uh, unique ideas they haven't heard elsewhere. You know, it could be these completely different questions and they don't give information about that. So it's really hard to answer. And then on top of that, I've already answered this question, and it's really easy to find my answer. So I take it that they didn't look. Um, I have an essay on emotions on fallible ideas. It's on the homepage. It's titled Emotions. Um, so that is my answer. I also have a second newer essay. It's linked at the bottom of the FI essay. It's on the homepage of Rational Essays. It links to the FI essay in case you missed it. Uh, so that has some further ideas. And I wrote these things to be canonical and reusable so that I wouldn't just be repeating myself all the time. You know, I, I thought I had something important to say about this, so I wrote it down so people can find it and read it. They don't have to ask me every time someone wants to know this. The information is available. And I'm perfectly happy to answer follow-up questions like, you know, I didn't understand this part of the essay, or I tried doing this and I ran into this problem, now what? You know, that kind of thing, I understand that makes sense. But when it's just a completely generic, um, Starting from the beginning, how do you deal with emotions? I already have a thing to address that. Um, 
So some progress needs to be made before I have to say anything new because I've already given enough information about that to get past the very, very beginning and get to some sort of further, more advanced issue. Google searching works too. If you search for Elliott Temple Emotions, for example, you'll find both essays as well as a blog post by Justin, which is a discussion between me and Justin um, about the FI Emotions essay, and it links to it at the beginning, and then we discuss it. So, you know, Googling works great here. It's, it's really easy to find this stuff. I don't know why people don't look for it. Like, are they not interested? If they're not interested, why are they asking the question? Do they not know how to use Google? Do they not know how to look around on my websites? Or do they just, like, hate essays? Do they have a problem with reading? Like, is there actual issue that they dislike reading and they want to listen to things? Because I have advice about that. Um, but again, it would be a lot easier to give them advice about that if they gave some sort of details of what the problem is. But I don't want to go into that right now because maybe that's not their problem. You know, there's so many different things their issue could be and they're not giving me any information about which thing to talk about. You know, something to do with emotions. I mean, why don't you just change them? What's the problem? What problem did you run into? Why was it hard for you? Should I just assume that you're like a really, really conventional person and you have like the most typical, representative, stupid, irrational, I'm a puppet of my culture problems and address that? Is that what you want? I mean, because that's like the most generic thing, right? Like, I'm not going to assume you have some like weird, unique problems and answer those when you don't give any information. But I don't think the person wants to admit that they're just a completely bland, generic puppet of their culture, right? They don't want to say, I'm, I'm a terrible person. Can you give me really generic advice because there's nothing unique about me? Um, they don't want to say it like that, but is that the question? I mean, maybe it's the question, maybe it's not. It could really go either way. Because people who have a, a really like unusual outlier question will ask the same kind of thing, and they never tell you that they don't have the generic question. They're just dissatisfied with the answer. Like, it's really hard to guess. The main way I'd be guessing would just be playing the odds. But it, it's hard to play the odds. Like, in our culture, most people are um, really passive, like, zombie-like NPCs who are controlled by static memes. But um, the people who, like, come to my blog and submit questions are not representative of our culture in general. They're atypical. So it makes it a lot harder to guess what kind of people they are or what they want. They vary a lot, and some of them have been around for like 10 plus years, and then some of them are new, and I don't know if I'm dealing with a new person or an old person. Like there's a hint in terms of uh, the phrasing about social that it's an old person, a veteran, someone who's read a lot of my stuff, but then the question makes them sound like a complete beginner who doesn't know anything about the topic, and they just want to start at the very beginning. Um, so it, it's a confusing question. By the way, if people don't like reading, they should use text-to-speech. There's a technological solution for that. Like, if you like listening to people talk, your computer can just read my essays to you. About doing less social, my answer is similar. Um, I've written about this before, as have other people. Um, so what you need to do is take the existing material on the topic, try to solve the problem yourself. Try to solve your own problem, try to answer your own questions, and then when you run into some sort of difficulty or problem or whatever, 
then ask for help. But don't just ask for help at the beginning with without having to try to solve it yourself. Like, it makes sense for me to help you when you get stuck. You know, when you're going along with your own life, your own progress, your own learning, and then you hit like a rough spot, then I can help you through it. Because, you know, I know something you don't, I, I help you with that particular problem. Like, some of your problems are going to be easy for me and vice versa, just in general, because we have different strengths, weaknesses, skills, etc. Like, whatever someone gets stuck on, there's a decent chance someone else won't have the same problem. Sometimes they will, especially when it's a common cultural problem that, like, most people have issues with. But anyway, there's plenty of room for people to help each other, but not for people to just do it for the other person. Like, it has to be your own learning process, your own trying to deal with life, solve your problems, live, etc. And then you run into like a sticking point and you ask for help. You run into a question, you ask for help. You run into a confusion, you ask for help. But not just, oh, there's an issue, ask for help before trying it yourself. That's wrong. I mean, but probably this person did try it themselves. They just haven't given me any information about what happened. So I can't build on whatever they tried or help them with any particular details that have anything to do with their life. Um, so that's rough. So all I can really say is, you know, read the essays. Um, for social, uh, read Girls Chase. That teaches you about social dynamics. Like, try to study PUA. Um, watch real social dynamics videos on YouTube and, and learn about how social stuff works. And that is one of the things you can do in the direction of being able to deal with this stuff a lot better. Or if you want to know about social stuff, uh, I just posted a blog post today. Let me get you the exact title. Analyzing how culture manipulates you by pulling your puppet strings. Uh, it's quite long. It has detailed analysis of um, social signaling and manipulation from some movie clips. So read something like that and try to understand how that stuff works and how people manipulate each other. And then maybe you'll find social stuff uh, less appealing or less threatening if you get good at those things which is unusual. Most people don't get good at them. If you really want to get good at them, if you're serious about it, you have to put work into it. You have to study it. And you have to, you have to discuss it and get critical feedback. Um, if you just try to do it all by yourself, you'll probably fail. That's not realistic. So why did I answer the question this way, instead of talking about the things the person asked about? Um, and the answer is because I think it's a methodology problem, is what the question actually reveals. Like, I'd rather teach people to help themselves and the right methods of dealing with stuff than just tell them the answers and then they don't understand it or they like partly understand it but don't know how to use it in their life and, or so on, you know? Like, actually getting ideas understood well enough so you can use them and live in a unconventional way is, like, hard. You have to actually, like, know what you're doing. You need to be good at reason. You need to be good at um, practicing things so that they get more intuitive and natural. And you can do them in, like, real-time situations. Um, you need to be good at, like, noticing examples and applying your ideas to real-world situations so you see the connections between your ideas and reality instead of them just being 
ideas for philosophy discussions. Um, there's a lot of steps to actually using ideas in your life. A lot of why people have trouble changing their emotions is because they intellectually have some ideas about this emotion is bad, here's why. This emotion uh, should be changed in the following way, here's why. It would be good if I felt the following emotion in the following situation, here's why. And they have that as like an intellectual thing, but they don't know how to turn intellectual ideas into life action. And and that's not just about emotions, that's about like everything. Um, they just don't know how to make ideas matter to their life. Um, I think that that is usually what the issue is. It's not really about emotions. It's a generic problem about using ideas in life. Um, so one of my pieces of advice for that is to read the book Understanding Objectivism by Leonard Peikoff. And um, I have a lot of material about that kind of thing. Um, it's, it's a common topic. So look at some of the advice already there about it and try to do some of it and, and see what problems you have and where you got stuck and so on and then get feedback and ask questions related to not step one, like, how do I do this? But step two, I tried to do this. Here's what I tried. Here's the problem I got stuck on. Now what? Um, I have a blog post. The blog post is titled Questions. Um, you can just click List All Posts and search for questions, and you should find it pretty easily. You can also go to any post and then change the ID number to 1944, and you'll find it. Anyway, it has advice about how to ask questions. And it says things like, say what kind of answer you're looking for. There's a different one that I wrote more recently. I guess it's not a blog post. But it said basically, um, the way to ask a good question is you say, here's my problem, here's what I did to try to solve it, here's why that didn't work. Uh, and if you go give those pieces of information, people can give you better answers. Because um, you're expressing like what you think you're stuck on. And like what, and then, then we can see like what steps you tried. So we know, I can know like that step should have worked. So I think you must have done that step wrong. So I can give you advice about that. Or I can think, ah, oh, you, you didn't try this other thing. I'll suggest this other thing you haven't tried. And I think that'll help. Um, it's so much more information to go on. By the way, searching my uh, blog post titles is a pretty good technique. Um, if you searched them for emotions, you would have found two stories about changing emotions. Post number 1912. Um, and so that would also have been relevant to the question. Oh, so I got another question. It was, um, I'm curious what you think U.S. immigration policy should be and how your ideas on immigration relate to your philosophy. And someone already replied to that question in comments on my blog where it was asked. And they replied with one, two, three, four, five, six different links. 
So, yeah, it's, it's hard to answer that question because it's starting at the very beginning. But the real question is not at the beginning. I'm pretty sure the question is not, I know absolutely nothing about immigration, your philosophy, Trump, the wall, etc. Um, you know, where should I start? If it was that, um, I would suggest reading Audios America by Ann Coulter, I guess. I mean, it depends on your problem situation. Like, if you're five years old, then maybe learn to read and then read it, um, you know? So it's situational, but, you know, for kind of a generic context, but you know nothing about the issues. Um, yeah, Audios America. Just start there. Like, you have to start somewhere, and it's pretty good, and... Um, politically influential and has a bunch of uh, context and background info that the mainstream media doesn't do a good job of communicating on the news. So a lot of people like don't know some of those things or have been misled about them. So that makes it also good for a like normal generic person who's probably seen some news. But anyways, the person makes it sound like they want to know about like my philosophy and how it relates and so on. And, and you know, I've written about that and they just haven't looked and I don't know why and I don't know what's going on there. And I don't know in what way they got stuck while doing a learning project. I, I think that in a lot of cases, the answer is they were never doing a learning project. They were just passive. They weren't um, trying to figure out the answer. They were just... They thought, oh, if I knew the answer to that, that would be kind of nice. Um, so maybe it can just be handed to me. And that's a bad attitude. It's a bad approach. Um, you shouldn't ask questions that you don't care about. If you're not willing to put any like thought and effort into something, you probably shouldn't be asking. You're just wasting people's time. You're never going to learn it if you don't put effort in. Like, I can't do your learning for you. No matter what I do, you have to do learning um, or you're not going to learn it. You have to think and question and criticize and do all those things. And I can't really give you like a, a one-size-fits-all answer or like a, a fully complete answer. Like, I can't just make it all like, here's all the information done. Um, you know, it doesn't fit in a book. Like, you can read Audios America and you're not going to know everything about immigration. There's a lot more to know. So... If you want like, uh, you know, shorter summaries because you don't have a lot of time, like... You have to give information like um, about like which parts you want summarized or why or what's going on. But I'm just completely guessing. You know, there's no information. Maybe they don't want summaries. Maybe they want something completely different. Um, I just have no information to go on about what their problem situation is, what they want to know. People ask questions like these sort of like they think that there's just like the one true answer. Um, but the actual thing that's going on is not what's the answer. Like. It's what does this person want help with? Like what will help them? Or if they want it to be of like general interest and like impersonal. It's still, I mean, I already have general interest, impersonal stuff on these topics. Um, right. And there's no information about whether they want me to repeat that for some reason, whether like they just want the same thing in a different format or whether they don't know how to Google things or whether they hate Googling things. Like, what's the point? I, th I think I'm getting repetitive now. Maybe what they mean is 
Assume that I don't have any like expert or special or awesome knowledge, but I know the basics. Tell me some like clever things my friends don't know. Tell me like interesting, notable things. Maybe it's like that. But it could be that they want to be like walked through the basics so they actually understand it themselves instead of just getting the conclusions. Like it's really hard to tell what they want. I think a lot of people don't know what they want and don't think about it, and they just take whatever they get. But if it's that, like, what what role does the questioner have? Like, I could have taken the topic immigration and then just podcast on it if I wanted to. Like, the questioner isn't contributing anything to the discussion. If it's just like, okay, immigration, there's a topic, go. There are lots of questions that I find like useful and helpful. Like they give me pointers on what to talk about and what not to talk about. Because you always have to have like some method of selecting what to include and what not to include in order to talk. Because there's like infinitely many things you could talk about. And even if you say immigration, there's still like infinitely many things you could talk about. You have to be a lot more specific before you figure out which things to say and which to exclude. Um, and so when I get questions with some like meat on them, then it gives me some guidance, like I can engage with that person's problem situation and try to think about which pieces of information would be useful and relevant for them. And it can be reasonably generic and useful for other people, but that's different than uh, figuring it all out myself and just deciding um, what to say. Like they play some role in it, but when it's just like, tell me about emotions, it's not useful. Like. I could easily have asked myself that, that same question. And I have asked and I've written about it already, which is not surprising. There, there are issues with asking myself questions. Like, when I try to talk to a really generic audience, um, it's hard to imagine your listeners having any like merits because if you sort of assume they have a merit, um, some, some good trait, then you're like losing a lot of the audience and making it less generic. Um, but dealing with people who actually have some merits is like nice. Um, but I like to do that, do that with like real people instead of just imagining merits that don't even exist. So that's one of the reasons I like real questions from real people is you got sometimes something like positive to engage with that's actually part of reality. And another thing is, if I'm supplying the questions, I could just answer in a way that makes sense to me, but is like less suitable for other people. Like the point of answering someone else's question is to make it work for other people instead of answering my own question in my own way. Like I already know my answers. So like what makes questions interesting to me often is that they're different than what I would have asked. And the really generic ones don't do a good job of that, of having anything notable in them that's different than how I was thinking about the issue or how I would have phrased it or something. When people talk about like a way they're confused, that's useful. Like it gives me something to engage with and it's it's harder to make up. It's not what if I, I would have asked if I was just, you know, writing a generic essay. Like I like helping with stuff when I actually get information about what to help with. And I think that can be useful for a lot of people, not just the person who asked for the help. Because a lot of people have like problems and they don't share what they are. And if someone actually shares a problem, then often like a lot of other people have the same problem or a similar problem 
or they have a similar problem um, in a completely different area, but my answer like applies generically and helps them with the other area because I talk about methodology or something. A lot of times people want to be told what the problems and the solutions are because figuring out like problems is too hard. So they're like, okay, take the topic like philosophy and then figure out what problems are important and tell me that and then figure out the answers and tell me those too. Which is okay, I do some of that, but if you want that, don't pretend you're asking a question. Just say, help me, you know? Like I'm already doing that on my own, at my own pace. I've done a lot of that. Um, if you want that, go look for what I've already done instead of asking a question that doesn't ask for that. Anyway, yeah, if people would tell me more about what their question actually is, um, questions with a bit more detail often work better. Also, if you look at other podcasts, like uh, Leonard Peikoff's podcast or Charles Tu's, a fair amount of the questions they get are like a paragraph long. The person asking the question gives a bit of information. And then the person doing the podcast has their option of giving a really specific answer to the person's situation or a generic answer or both. And it, it's better to have the options for how to answer. You can make it more generic if you want to or deal with specific things the person said if you want to. So those kinds of questions that are like a paragraph long are nicer to answer than a really generic one sentence question.